Hey guys, welcome back to episode 2 of Bad Movie Date Night. This week, Caitlin and I sit down to discuss the future of horror, Jason X. We both had a lot of fun and tried to streamline some of the questions from the last episode, which definitely led to some new and interesting conversations. There's not much date or relationship talk in this one, but... Caitlin has an idea for an improved movie that just cannot be beat. So without further ado, let's talk about Jason X. Welcome to Bad Movie Date Night. I am your host, Nigel, from ajourneyintofilm.com, and with me is my faithful wife, Caitlin. Hi. Although, I don't know how true that'll be the longer we keep watching these terrible movies. Hey, I'm loving it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. This week, our Bad Movie Date Night, we watched twice. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) Because we watched it, and then we forgot to record the podcast, and then... Caitlin had some exams to take, and then we had to watch it again, and Caitlin, tell me what you thought about that. We watched it twice. (laughs) (laughs) That is way too many times to watch that movie. Twice. I got so angry in the middle of it because I was like, why am I doing this to myself again? I'm not enjoying it. I'm just getting mad watching this. No, it was pretty funny the first time, but... I don't know. I started getting angry (laughs) towards the end of the first time. So watching it a second time, I wanted to, like, bang my head against a brick wall, which would have been a better movie than Jason X. This week, our bad movie is Jason X, the 2001 film that introduced the world to their tagline, the future of horror. Mm, Thank God they're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It was... Now, a little preface to this, when Caitlin and I were dating, we watched the first one with a group of friends, and that was a fun experience. Yeah, it legitimately scared me when he, like, jumped up in the canoe. Yeah. Yeah. I jumped. The canoe. That was scary. Yeah. Everything else was just sex and stabby. Right. To go into... Jason 10, with that, with the first one in mind, right. not having any point of reference for the remainder of the series, it was shocking. I can't even relate the two. Like, there's no way. No, absolutely not. Yeah. It's, it's like they, it's like they made, the, they were trying to combine two different franchises together. Exactly. It was like they took a franchise and decided to make a sci-fi channel version of it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's accurate. So that being said, Caitlin, tell me what you liked about the movie. (laughs) Nothing. There was no (laughs) redeeming qualities about this movie. I mean, from the opening sequence to the final scene, there was... Nothing. Let me just tell you what my last note was when I stopped taking notes because I just couldn't even anymore. This was my last thing I wrote down. 
oh my god, I don't care who dies, just in the movie. <laughs> I didn't care about anyone or what happened or why it was happening. I just wanted it to end. At one point, I thought that everyone was going to die. Yeah. Because he killed so many people in this movie. Right. Millions. <laughs> oh, maybe even billions of people. <laughs> well, we don't know how many were on that space dock. So On the bubble? Yeah, it could have been billions. It could have been everyone. It could have been. I wish that I had been on <laughs> the space bubble. So you wouldn't have to watch this so movie. So I wouldn't have to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. So you didn't like anything about it? I mean, no. There was there was nothing that was enjoyable at this at all. I mean, my favorite character was KM. Does that count for something? Sure. I just wanted to know if you liked anything about the movie. No. For example, I thought the CGI was very classy. <laughs> uh, you know what was what was like, you know CGI is bad when they were playing that video game and those like horrible CGI monsters from the video game pop up and I legitimately just thought it was part of the movie. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> I thought that was part level. of the movie. It was basically the same quality. Yeah. And then when that guy gets his head cut off, it's like stop yeah. motion. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. I was like you what the you couldn't make a good good enough CGI head. Okay. The scene in Chopping Mall where I forget her name, but her head blows up. Oh, yeah. Or the scene in this movie where the guy gets his head chopped off. Oh. Which one's better? Always seen from Chopping Mall. <laughs> Did you have a favorite line? Yeah, there was so or many. Or like a favorite moment? There was just so, so many of them. Uh, I think I would have to say, I just can't even pick one. Um, All right. I guess I'm just going to go with the first one. I don't want him frozen. I want him soft. Could they have not made the wording any better? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Who let that get past script writing? Well, there? here's the thing. I was trying to decide on my favorite quote. It's and so hard. There's not really anything that's memorable. There's just lots of... Bad writing. There's just lots of bad writing. And, like, there's lines that they think are clever one-liners, yes. but they're not that clever. No. And... For example, when Sergeant Brodsky gets stabbed by Jason and he says, it's going to take more than a poke in the ribs to put down this old dog. So Jason stabs him again and he says, that ought to do it. Right. Why? Why? It's like it's like it was simultaneously self-aware but not smart enough to give us quality writing. No. No. But... I don't know. There is a pretty quality line with the creepy cowboy. That's what I called him because I don't care to know his name. He's creepy cowboy. And he says, uh, she's cute and single. Ha ha ha. I'm so lonely. <laughs> what? Hey, he might be creepy, but uh, at least he knew he was lonely. <laughs> he, he was probably the most transparent character. Uh, I'm going through all of these other ones. Uh, I know, there's so many that are just bad. Oops, what do you mean, whoops? Nothing, not nothing. You don't say oops. What oops? I think he saw me. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, I actually, I decided I know what my favorite line is. Uh, okay. I can't pronounce his name, 
but the guy who built the robot, mm-hmm. when he's like yelling at the robot, and he says, and she's like, oh, there's like a 12% chance that we're going to survive. Oh, gosh. And he says, are you telling me there's absolutely no chance for us to better our odds? And they start making out. Right. And then all of a sudden the robot says, statistical probability of survival just went up to 53%. Yeah, where's the logic in that? There's no logic in I, that. Oh. You know what saved them? What? The power of love. The power <laughs> of love. <laughs> Oh, they should have died. Well, she got her head ripped off, and yeah, but we he didn't listen to her talk her. again. Do you think she was gonna? He was gonna build her with nipples this time? Definitely. Um, that why? Why add that into it? I want magnetic nipples. Why? I don't know. Why do we need that? Yeah. So just a little clarification on that. So dude builds this robot, very lifelike. Right. Everybody on the planet on the planet, on the ship, is doing it. Right. Meanwhile, this robot is obsessed with the fact that she doesn't have nipples. Right. And he, like, puts these magnetic nipples on. Right. That don't stick. They don't stick. They just, they fall off. And then they have this conversation about why she wants nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Which, okay, so this leads me to a question. So Jason is supposed to kill teenagers that are having premarital sex. Yes, because in the original one, he died, he drowned right. while the camp counselors were doing it. Right, okay. But the first kill in this movie is of the only person who isn't doing it and hasn't been inappropriate sexually. She's just doing her job and he kills her. Well, he also kills all of those military people at, that had him captured at the very beginning. Okay, so yes, not the first kill, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. So there's really no logic to it. No, he just kills people. Maybe it's the energy of horniness that makes him murderous. I don't know. That is he probably that logic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? Do you have any other initial thoughts? Nope. Why don't we go into a summary of this movie? All right. You want to start us off? Uh, Okay. Well, I have a question about the beginning of the movie because this is where it started to fall apart when the opening credits were going. There's lots of questions I'm seeing. (laughs) Why was the opening scene of an eye in, like, the inside of an eye? So, okay. So... Thankfully, we watched this a second time. Right. Because I was able to make sense of this. Oh, good. So you remember when he was, uh, when the, whoever David Cronenberg plays, Mm -hmm. like the girl's boss. Mm -hmm. I don't remember anybody's names. It's not important. So if anybody listening to this podcast gets lost, then like, (laughs) I don't blame you because that's what it's like watching this movie. Right. It's like... It's like watching Game of Thrones where you don't realize everybody's name until the third season. <laughs> right. Thankfully, there wasn't three seasons of the oh, show. Oh, gosh, no. So he, uh, you remember how he makes that comment about how his cells like always regenerate and how it's like fascinating and stuff? Yeah. I think the opening credits were doctors, the military doctors, doing experiments on him to try to figure out how he keeps regenerating. Uh, okay. That was a lot. Like... That was so much to get out of that. And, like, good for you because I didn't get it at all. That's probably the most subtle this movie was. (laughs) 
because the CGI was also god awful. It's like the so there's these scenes of like the in I'm guessing it's the inside of Jason. Right. And it's all CGI. Right. All of it. Mm -hmm. The whole movie was CGI. The whole movie. (laughs) It was basically like watching a violent Toy Story. (laughs) And like there's like these moments when the doctors would like cut through the inside of Jason and it would like fold back (laughs) and you would like get a peek of like the doctor sticking his head in. And it looked so bad. Right. Oh, so bad. <laughs> it was so like bad. The, it didn't look like it was a one cohesive scene. Right. And so you know, there's the music playing and the credits and the whatnot and mm-hmm. the everything. And uh, uh, so then we we show up in a parking garage. It looks like a parking garage, <laughs> a really wet parking garage. Yeah. But I have a theory. This is how I know I've watched this movie too many times. I have a theory why it's wet. Okay. Because they were thawing him out, so his ice was melting everywhere. Why were they? Th- what? But why was he frozen before? Because he was in a cron- cryogenic state. You want to try that one more time? Cry- cryogenic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't think they froze him every time they wanted to like experiment on him. I thought they just kind of tied him up and left him in those like. Chainy things. Oh, see, I thought, well, because then the guy said, I don't want him frozen. I want him soft. Well, yeah, because they were getting ready they were to getting freeze ra- him. Oh, well, then my theory doesn't hold up. <laughs> Sorry. I, w- I thought because it was the Crystal Lake Research Center, I think is what they called it, mm-hmm. that the parking garage was built where the lake was and the water was like the lake. So they just never... (laughs) They didn't clean up all the water from the lake. (laughs) Okay, okay. And that's how he was able to regenerate is the lake water. The lake water. Look, that's a better theory. Good job. I mean, this could be canon for all I know. (laughs) I don't know. We skipped eight movies. Maybe they explained why why it was wet in the other movie. You know what we're going to binge this Halloween? No. All of these movies. No. I'll watch All of them. the Chucky movies again before I watch these. Nope, we gotta do it. Oh, gosh. We gotta do it. I don't know. Our fans deserve it. No, they don't. <laughs> no one deserves this. This is bad. Another question about the opening. Okay. Why? Still would, on the opening. I, I. This is where the movie falls apart in the opening and then continues. <laughs> Not before you hit play on Netflix. <laughs> Well, maybe then. Uh, why is only one guy watching this mass murder? I wondered the same thing. Also, he looks like he got his army uniform from, like, a Halloween store. Yeah. Or, like, a that Goodwill. That was a costume. That was most definitely a costume. Yeah. I don't know how to answer that question other than to say that they probably did it to make it so he can escape easily. Yeah, but that's so silly. They and like if if this is a mass murder, why are there not security cameras? Another good question. <sighs> it was 2010. Yeah. And we didn't have security cameras everywhere in 2010. Yes, we did. It was it was after 9/11, so security cameras. Well, this everywhere. movie came out in 2001, so it wasn't ready for 9-11. Well, then they shouldn't have lied and said it was 2010. Yeah, they did. Let's, how many things do you think they got right about the future in this one? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. 
But that lady's outfit was from the 90s. So. Everybody's outfit was from the It was like it was. a combination of outfits from the 90s and what somebody thought the future would look like mm-hmm. but didn't want to rip off Star Trek too much. <laughs> but she did say, can you beam us out of here? So Yeah, she knew st- what was up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I like to think that had she not been frozen with Jason, that yeah. she would have invented the teleporter. <laughs> let's let's talk about why she was frozen with Jason. Well, let's. I want to back up for a second, okay? Because I want to talk about how dumb this army guy is. Okay. Pretty much, this entire movie is just lots of people making dumb decisions. And but isn't every horror movie that? You know. Every slasher movie is. Okay, okay. It's just lots of people making dumb decisions. Right. And so this guy who's watching Jason by himself thinks, I'm going to outsmart him, Mm -hmm. and decides to throw a blanket over him because he doesn't want to look at him. Right. So then our main character, the girl, we'll just call her the girl. The girl. I know her name. Girl A. Rowan. 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 I wrote it down. Oh. So he also, there's a cameo from David Cronenberg in it, which doesn't make any sense when you're watching the movie, except for the fact that I guess the director was like a protege or worked on a David Cronenberg movie. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. And so David Cronenberg comes in. He's the boss man, best actor in the entire movie. And he says... Uh, oh, we're taking him. And then the girl's like, oh, you can't take him. And then they pull off the blanket. And who's there? (gasps) The army guy. Jason got out. Oh, no. And who's standing there in the doorway? Jason. Yes. With his machete somehow. Right. Because. They they left the machete on there. Yeah. It was at this point in my notes that I wrote, is Jason a ghost? Because he He moves around. Quite silently. Yeah. So he murders everyone. Right. They run away. Except for Rowan. Except for Rowan. Right. Which at one point, so I'm trying to remember how the scene played out, but at one point I think someone gets thrown through a door. Yes. And we don't see Jason walk through the door. No. But he's already waiting for them in the hallway. Right. Post throwing that person through the doorway. Right. And then Rowan goes to the little cryogenic tubey thingy Mm -hmm. and locks Jason inside. And then... Okay, so then Jason stabs through the door, a steel door, and stabs Rowan. Because he's super strong. Duh. Okay, but a steel machete is not going to go through a steel door no matter how strong you are. It is when Jason has it. It's his ghost-like powers transferring to the machete. Uh, here's my question. Why? So Rowan, like, kind of dies, but not really, but kind of. Well, yeah, because she's stabbed. Right. And the room locks because all of the gas inside of the tube is escaping. And it's yeah. dangerous. Right. For this giant facility that is empty and probably doesn't have very many people in it. Right. Okay. So... She lays there dead, right? Soup's dead. She has, like, tubes over her. 
Well, she does when they find her. Yeah. I don't know how the tubes got that there. That was part of my question is how did the tubes get there? And also another part of that question is did she not have family to go look for her? Did other people not work at that building and think like maybe she's still in there? We should go find her. Caitlin, she, they just was, left a, her. she was a strong professional working woman. She didn't have time for family. Or friends. Or friends. Jason was her only friend. <laughs> Okay, well, I have a hard time believing that she had no one come look for her. Well, I also wrote that Jason's in the tube. Like, the movie should have ended right there. Yeah. The Like, he's he's captured. Like, yeah. that's it. Like, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, there is no need to continue the story. That's correct. But they did. But they did. So, fast forward from 2010 to 2455 or... Something like that. Mm-hmm. At one point she says, well, we'll get there in a minute. These group of people find them, which they're wearing these like flimsy plastic like Halloween store masks. Right. And it's supposed to be like a future breathing thing. Why? I don't know. I, I didn't get it. And then they take them off. Right. Because the air was clean. Yeah. Because KM said it's so. Yeah. Because she totally breathes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As a robot. And they open up the tube, and I just want to, I just think to myself, all right, you know this is a dead earth. Right. You know that there's something inside there. How do you, how do you know that it's not some kind of virus that didn't, like, that you have eradicated yeah. somehow, but maybe you're not immune to? Do you remember who opens the door, though? Was it the kid with the dreadlocks? Oh, the idiot kid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wrote him down as idiot kid. <laughs> it's very funny. Actually, most of my notes are idiot kid and girl. <laughs> I didn't really feel like naming anyone. Um, I don't remember who opens it. I just remember at one point he's standing in front of it and Jason knocks over and cuts his arm off. Right. Because no one thinks, hey, this giant thing is standing there holding machete in the air. Maybe I should leave it alone. Instead, they say, oh, let's take it with us. And they right. find the girl, and she has all the tubes on them. Which, okay. Someone came back to find her and then put tubes over her. Or maybe she got cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. Let me put these tubes over me. Yeah, they're warm tubes. Okay. They had to suck all the heat out of the room somehow. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it works. The, you know, they make a joke about not touching anything. Someone says that... Hockey is outlawed in 2024. Yeah. KM says that. And, but somehow, this is what I didn't understand. Okay. Someone, one of the guys knew what hockey was. Right. But the other one is like, oh, what's he wearing on his face? And then KM makes the comment about hockey. And then the other guy's like, oh, it's a primitive sport. And it's like, <laughs> what kind of sports do you have in the future <laughs> where hockey is primitive? Uh, this is where I wrote, the reason hockey was outlawed in 2024 would be a more interesting movie than this one. Yes. There are lots of things <laughs> that they say in this movie that would be more interesting yeah. than the actual movie. This is very true. A lot of things. A lot of things. Yeah. I'd take a movie just about the whole cowboy. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, how did he get there? What right. are his hopes and dreams? Right. Why is he so lonely? Why is he lo- Why is he creepy? Why is he creepy? Why is there a cowboy and a pirate? They should have a side movie about the cowboy and the pirate because that would be a better movie. That would make a better movie. Right. Although, so when we see the guy with the do-rag on his head, yes, he looks more like he's supposed to be like a chef or like... Yeah, I thought that too. But then he wears that eye monocle thing, and so it just reminds me of a pirate. Yeah, I mean, he was probably definitely a pirate. Probably. They, I feel like <laughs> they was, went to the costume. They went to the goodwill. I was like, everyone, grab a costume. Yeah, grab what you think looks like the future. <laughs> this guy was like, pirates are the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people found like their mom's old '90s outfits or something. D- no. Like, your mom's going clubbing outfits. Yeah. Yeah. If your mom wants to show some skin, (laughs) 90s clubbing outfits. Yep. The one girl is wearing, like, a vest with nothing else. But there's, like, gold bars (laughs) to, like, keep it covering all of her naughty bits. The essentials, (laughs) yes. But isn't she the same one that puts that outfit on and shows up with the clamp? Yeah, I believe so. Yes. So, like, when does she change out of the one outfit? And then back into it. And then back into it. Is it because they give her other clothes to Rowan? Maybe, but those clothes shouldn't affect her. Maybe she only has two outfits. Maybe. Well, two and a half. She's got her sex (laughs) outfits. So, they, they bring Rowan and Jason on the ship because that's a good idea. Well, why were the scientists, and I use the word scientist very, well, it was very a field loosely, trip. but why Why there? Why would they go on a field trip there out of all the places you could go see on the earth? Well, you know how, like, in high school, whenever you, like, have a senior class trip mm-hmm. or, like, let's go to D.C. or whatever. Right. I think in the future, because of space travel, we'll be visiting <laughs> Earth One. Like it's our future DC. But why the wet basement that they went to? Oh, why didn't they go somewhere cooler? I well, the whole planet's destroyed, so So. maybe it was just a crazy random happenstance. All right, look, if they didn't find them, somebody else would in (laughs) that would be another movie (laughs) or three thousand (laughs) fifty-five or who knows when. (laughs) This is true. And because they were cryogenically frozen, they were perfectly preserved. From all of the outside right. dust and storms, and it makes perfect sense, Caitlin. Stop trying to put holes <laughs> in the logic of this movie. First of all, all of these kids be horn dogging it up. Right. I mean, but they're like teenagers on a field trip. Every teenager on a field trip yeah, was. They're horned teenagers up. that look like they're 28 years yeah. old. <laughs> that was why I was confused about that. Like, oh, it's a field trip, and it's like for adults? <laughs> Are these college kids? They, they're, they were like co- college scientists. Is this like your freshman, like biology yeah, 101? Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, let's go study dead earth or something. Right. Okay. That's what that's what was going on. So blonde scientist shows up. Blonde scientist. And main scientist. <laughs> I think his name is Doctor Lowe. Yeah. I wrote it down. Yeah. Oh, Dr. is that Lowe. the professor guy? Yeah, Professor Lowe. Professor Lowe. So he tells blonde scientist to go check out Jason, and she does. Right. And she has two assistants who are too horny to focus on anything. Mm -hmm. So she tells them to go get their groove on. 
so to say. You were forgetting an important part, but we can come back to it. Oh, the guy's arm? Yeah. The idiot kid gets his arm cut off. Right. But two major things happen that would be a better movie. Uh, okay, one of them is he gets his arm cut off and then they put it back on, you know, with yeah. the magical ants. Well, I was going to get there. Okay. Well, can I talk about when he gets his arm reattached and then he's walking down the hallway and this guy goes, high five, and he gives him a high five with the arm that was not just reattached <laughs> and says, ouch. Okay, so number one, if these magical ants attach your arm, does it hurt still? I didn't really understand that, but also it was your other arm, dude. So here's what I didn't understand about the magic ants. Okay, magic so, ants. They take Rowan into this giant sciency room. Right. With the magic ants. <laughs> right. They feel the need to cut all of her clothes off for a stab wound. Right. She's been stabbed. Right. In the stomach. Right. Okay. They take this all of her undies off. Right. Which were not covering this stab wound. Then they put a chainmail blanket on but, her. Yes. Which is now covering the stab wound. Right. Because the magical ants like steel blankets. I literally did not understand that I, scene. There, also, there no. I wanted to understand. I didn't understand why it took faster to reattach an arm that was completely severed off than to heal this stab wound. Right. Because later, when he's talking to creepy guy with a lisp, that mm -hmm. you reminded me of Matt a little bit. <laughs> like if Matt grew up really lonely. I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Matt, <laughs> my old roommate. He. He's like, oh, there are people walking around all over the place who have been frozen for a couple hundred years. Right. So, like, first of all, they act like it's life or death that they don't unfreeze her. Yes. But clearly they've been doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. So no risk there. Nope. Also, she had a stab wound. Right. So that would, would that seems a lot easier to heal than a... Severed arm. Severed arm. Right. Or a blown off head. Yes. As we will discover. Um... That's actually all I have to say about that. Yeah. It just, the logic doesn't make sense. No, there's no logic. But then she wakes up, and they told, tell her that she's 400 years in the future, and she goes, I wrote this line, actually. Here, uh, she, she, like, she doesn't react, like, at yeah. all. They're like, it's the year 2455 or something like that. And she goes, 2455. That's over 400 years. <laughs> she does math. That's the first thing she does. That's the very first thing that she does. She's so committed to her past job that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> And this is why she didn't have family come look for her. Yeah, because she didn't. She this she was like, she was like a brick wall of emotion. Yeah, yeah. She's not like, oh my gosh, my family's dead. Right. She didn't say. Actually, I think she was concerned about what they did with Jason. Oh, she was. She was like, let me do math. And where's Jason? That was yeah. it. So just very bizarre. Like right. any normal movie would be like, oh my gosh, I just lost. My entire life. Right. But she's just like... Okay. Yeah, this is normal. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then... So I don't really know what happens at that point because they go their separate ways. Mm -hmm. And then the one girl shows up in the professor's room with a bottle of champagne and this, like, giant clampy... They look like giant thing. tongs. Yeah, it looked like giant tongs. Yeah. I... And she's like, I'm here to talk about my midterm. And it's like, what are you going to do with that? Right. 
And then I was like, I needed to know. Like, I was like, what is she going to do I, with that? I didn't want to know. I know. And then they showed you and I was like, oh, I, I didn't want to know that. Yeah. Because, okay, so there's something that happens in between. I don't know why they cut in between the scene, but basically she's on top of him. He's now wearing women's clothing. I don't know if you caught that or not. Oh, I did. He was in a little lingerie outfit there. Yeah. Little baby doll or whatever they call it. <laughs> she's got the clamp on his nipple. Right. They're very obsessed with nipples in this. Oh, my gosh. There are so many references to nipples in this. Yeah. And I, it doesn't really seem like they're having sex, but, like, I guess he's into it. Because at one point he yells, you pass! Oh, God! <laughs> <laughs> so she passed her midterm by being slutty mix slut slut. Yep. Yeah. And that's probably the only way she could pass because she was not the brightest. Yes. Also, uh, um, it was at this point that I wrote down my personal favorite joke for myself. Uh, I said, Buffalo Bill could make a skin suit with the amount of midriff and cleavage seen in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely right. They're in space, which, as far as I know, is cold. Right. Very cold. Uh, that's what people say, at least. I've never been there. No. And everybody's just flaunting it around like right. they're getting ready to go to a rave. So really, like, all movies about space have been lies, except for this one. Because space is a place where people go to have sex and wear slutty clothes. Yeah. This is the truth about space. Oh, clearly. Every other movie that has even tried to be right about space is wrong. Right, because, like, every other movie about space, they make it look like you don't want to go there because it's cold and lonely and dark. But the truth is These it's kids party are having central. a party. Right. Yeah. So now the truth's out. Yeah. Also, speaking of which, all those times that you see, like, the mashed-up baby food, space food? Yeah. That's not no. what they had. No. They had, like, a full plate of, like, asparagus and, like, yeah. melted butter on it. And, right. like, we don't see the kitchen. No. Which would have been a more interesting story than this movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, you didn't talk about the fact that the professor was down on his luck and out of money, which is kind of the whole point of why he wants Jason alive. Um, and unfrozen. Yeah. I, yeah, he wants money for some reason. Right. We don't really know why. But I think the important part of this is that he wants money and he thinks that unfreezing the rowing girl will give him money. And the, his boss, I'm guessing, is like. I thought he was like a sleazy best friend. Okay. So a sleazy best friend. A is sleazy like, associate. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy who does all of his selling people handlings is yeah. like, dude, no one cares that you unfroze this person. People have been frozen and unfrozen for, like, years now. So this is not a new thing. Why did they treat it like it was such a big deal? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But somehow this guy 400 years in the future knows who Jason Voorhees is. Yes. And that's what triggers all of this. Right. In the meantime, blonde scientist. The only one doing work. The only one doing work, and honestly, the one I thought who would legitimately survive until the end. Yeah, she should have. stand a chance. She was smart enough. Yeah, because she wasn't there. She wasn't DTF. No. She was like, I'm here to do my job. Right. Um, but kind of a dumb thing about that scene is she cuts his mask off, and yeah, I, I see her cut the straps of the mask right. to pull it off. Right. 
But then whenever he stands up to kill her, his mask stays on all straight and whatnot. Right. And his face is on. Yeah. So he kills her. And now Jason is loose. kills her by putting her face in that ice thing and then shattering it. Yeah. Also some great CGI right there. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, So she's dead. Jason's loose. For some reason, there's like a full military outfit on this ship, cruise, field trip, whatever. And I guess like for safety. I guess. But they didn't go down to the earth with them, so I don't really understand that either. No. Maybe it was their ship and they were like borrowing it. I I don't I don't know. Nothing makes sense. Yeah, there's really not a whole lot of explanation about the interpolitics of the future in this movie. Which would have been a better movie than what we got. Absolutely. The professor guy's like, Oh, don't kill him, bring him back alive. Right. And the military guy, Sergeant Bostwick. Yes. He was my second favorite character. Yeah. He is like, he's like, yeah, we're totally going to keep him alive. And then whenever the doors close, he's like, hey, blast him off into space. (laughs) Shoot him in the legs. That makes it look like we did that. Right. And uh, Jason kills all of them, Mm -hmm. which another one of my favorite lines. No, it can't be a favorite because it is just too bad. I I refuse to let that be a favorite. No, this is actually, no joke, favorite line of the entire movie. Oh, gosh. So Jason throws a guy's body on this, like, drill thingy. And the body, which this was very oddly satisfying to watch. (laughs) (laughs) The body, like, spins down the drill. As it, like, drills into him. I mean, the drill's not on, but it, I don't know. His body just naturally slides down the screw. Yeah, Like it's spinning. And then some of his comrades show up and say, they're like, what happened to so-and-so? And And they're like, he's screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's just bad. That's just very bad. Yeah. Also, during this entire scene, um, something I wanted to know about Jason, he sometimes chooses to be very sneaky, and then sometimes he decides, I'm going to straight up just blast through all of this. Mm-hmm. What, what is his criteria for being sneaky on people? Because he can't die, so what is he trying to do? Like, get the upper hand or something? Maybe he just gets bored. I mean, he just probably He's been killing people for 400 years. Right. He's got to say, oh, let's pretend like I could get killed. And then he sneaks up on them. I mean, I don't think he does because they say earlier that he's got a tiny brain. But (laughs) Obviously, this guy does not have a tiny brain because he outsmarts all of them. That's true. He outsmarts every single one of them. Right. Yeah. you forgot to talk about how Jason shows up in the video game. Well, more so I had a question. How does he show up in the video game? He would he wasn't wearing the mask thing. Yeah, I don't know. So these two kids, the idiot kid and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, he looked like some rest, famous wrestler. He did. Uh, Goldberg. They're playing. <laughs> you just throwing out wrestling names. Yeah. Is that the only one you know? Zeno. It's more than I know. (laughs) (laughs) You know. (laughs) So they're playing this video game. And this is where the CGI, the bad CGI comes in that makes you think it's part of the movie because it's just that 
bad all around. Uh, and Jason shows up in the game somehow, and the kids are all the kids are all upset, and he kills them. And then it's like, uh oh, just kidding, it was a game. And then he kills them for real. I don't remember how he kills them for real, but he. Like, what does he do? Oh, he, like, like he chokes, chokes the boy yeah, yeah, and, like, shoots the, the guy or kid. something, yeah. But, like, in the video game, he, like, slices, slices and dices them. Mm-hmm. Chops the Much better death. Off. Oh, yeah. Significantly better death. Um, also, this whole time, Rowan's like, you got to get them out of there. He's going to kill them. And the, sci- the professor guy's like, no, 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 no. It's okay. So this is how dumb the scientist is. He thinks that he knows everything about Jason. Right. When she's the one who worked with him for hundred years ago. Yeah. Clearly he knows so much about Jason because he tries to reason with Jason with money. Yeah. That was my favorite part. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I'm realizing I'm saying are my favorite parts. <laughs> uh, anyways. So he, Jason shows up, the kids run out and he's like, I can make you really rich. And then Jason's like, nope, just here for my machete. And he's like, oh, it's okay, guys. He's just here for the machete. <laughs> and then they kill him off screen. Yeah. The one character I wanted to see die. Right, because he's horrible. Because he's the worst of them. Yeah. Is he a professor? Probably no. more like <laughs> Professor Pervert. Yes. <laughs> he, what was that? Uh, cop out. Yeah, definitely a cop out. Although it was kind of funny when Jason was walking around with his head on the end of the machete and like <laughs> uses it to peek around the corner at the pilot guy. <laughs> oh. The pirate pilot. The pirate pilot. Oh, sad to see him go. And then something happens to the. Sh- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because the pilot's dead, this is when they crash into the spaceship, the shuttle, the bubble thingy. Right, because they were getting ready to land for safety. For safety. And then they crash. Yeah. They crash straight into that. Yeah. And huge explosions, huge CGI explosions. Mm-hmm. The best part about that one is, so, like, on the screens in this room that they're all in, they can watch the space station blow up. Correct. And the one girl who was horn-dogging it up in the mo- in the beginning, who starts crying for, like, the entire rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Says it can't be gone. <laughs> what do you What do you think just happened? Did you you just crash? You, the whole ship's just shaking for no reason. <laughs> you just watched everybody die on the the screeny thing. I told you she was the dumbest one. She was the dumbest one. Yeah, and somehow she lives. No, she dies. Oh, that's right. Because she gets into the shuttle and doesn't that's let right. anybody in. That's right, and she gets in. Va- and she said, "What?" She said, "This sucks." Because she no, gets no, no, sucked no, no, no. in. No, 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 That's the other girl. Oh. The girl that was crying. She oh, gets in the shuttle. Oh, yeah, yeah, And it's still attached to the ship. Right. And it, <laughs> she just launches herself. No, right no. In. Yeah. The vent? The one in the vent where she gets sucked through the vent? Who's that? That was the the uh, the girl with the, the clampy girl. Yeah, that's what I'm talking with about. The short, no, no, no. I'm talking about the crying girl. Oh, uh, okay. Because there's the crying girl, and then there's, like... Clampy girl. (laughs) Clampy girl. Okay. Which was kind of mean and, like... Yeah. Kind of like a witch. Yeah, she was. She was mean. That guy was in love with a robot, and she was, like, not having it. I think she wanted him. Yeah, she probably did. Yeah. He looked like, um... What's-his-face from Friends, and I just kept wanting him to be the guy from Friends. Chandler? Oh, yeah. That would have been... That would have made this movie at least 12% better. Yeah. 
his jokes would have been funnier because yeah. he has a better way of delivering them, Chandler. Yeah, that's so. true. Because it's at this point that we get the uh, fantastic like robot saying that they only have 12% chance of survival, and then they start making out, and she's like, now it's 53%. And here's my logic with this. Jason hates PDA, correct? Yeah. Okay. So All signs of physical attraction. Right. So wouldn't that decrease their odds of survival if they start kissing? Because that's more PDA and more fuel for Jason. They don't know that. Well, the robot should. She's like a robot. Yeah, but she's not that smart. I honestly, after like having to sit through this movie a second time. Which is a mistake. You really start to wonder what the purpose of the robot was. Other than for her to come in at the end and be all hardcore and kill Jason. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, what did she do for them? She had like random facts about hockey and yeah, other Yeah, it was like they, they were like, hey, we need something smart to like throw. Or like, it. well, I feel like they started from the killing him part and then worked backwards to like, they're like, oh, what can she do through the rest of the movie? Oh, she's basically like fleshy C-3PO, so she should just say facts all the time. Right. I would say she's more like a Jar Jar Binks, but... Yeah. I mean, this movie is kind of like lots of Jar Jar Binks (laughs) who want to do it all the time and get murdered by 400-year-old... You should watch this movie and place, like, the robot... In your head, replace her with Jar Jar Binks, and that would make the movie better. Or just not put this movie in at all and (laughs) watch something else entirely. Watch Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Like the good ones. (laughs) I don't know. I'd watch Jar Jar Binks over this movie any day. Yeah. (laughs) So the girl, she flies the, the space shuttle into the ship. Yes. Idiot. And then some... How during all of this, the robot building kid upgrades. Upgrades, yeah. The robot girl, KM. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she says, hey, Slappy. (laughs) Why does she call him that? What what were they? (laughs) They cut that scene out of the movie where he gets a nickname in the beginning. Oh, yeah. They do a flashback, and you yeah. find out that his childhood nickname was Slappy. Right, right. And that's just one of the random the facts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which didn't the robot have known who he was? No. No, the robot should have known who he was. No, she How only did... knows about hockey. No, stop. Listen, <laughs> this whole movie crumbles on the fact that the robot should have known who he was. That's it. <laughs> that's what makes this movie crumble? Yes! <laughs> I'm sending a letter to the director. Your movie fell apart in the beginning because the robot should have known who Jason was. How, if if the sleazy best friend knows Jason, tell me why the robot doesn't know Jason. Because she wasn't programmed to know who Jason was, Caitlin. But she was programmed to know random things that nobody else knew? Well, yeah, because there were things that the guy who built her cared about. She was basically a sex bot. Minus oh. nipples. Minus. The guy didn't like nipples, okay? No. He was anti-nipple. <laughs> he couldn't find anyone to let him cut him off. Oh, so gosh. The, the professor would have let him. 
that's something I don't want to think about. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Question about the space pod. Are we there yet? What space pod? Where they get off in the little space pod to try to escape after they crash in. You know, I kind of lost track of when things happened, and I didn't do a good job of writing notes. I did. Um, I think we're at the pod part. I thought he showed up after Jason got blown away by the robot. The pod? Yeah. Being in the space pod? The, like, the shuttle thing? Yeah. That showed up to save them? Oh, no, 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 not that one. The oh. one where they get into to try to escape and the girl locks the door and won't let them in. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to know why it took them that long to think to use the escape pod. Well, they just wanted to be sure that he was really there to kill them. And <laughs> it took, like... 50 deaths. Yeah. Oh, took... he's he's for real. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's playing around, guys. <laughs> They're, like, really dead. <laughs> we should. <laughs> that was the other thing. There was, like, a line in here. Oh, man, I wrote it down, and I can't find it right now, but they it definitely says um, that they're super dead. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here it is. No, it's not. But do you know what I'm talking about? There's a line where he goes, um, uh, okay, scientist prof- professor says, our scans show he's very dead. Is this a new scientific term that we're not aware of in the future? And then he says he changes it from very dead to definitely dead. Oh, yeah, <laughs> So yeah, what yeah, is yeah. this rating scale of death? I also thought it was great when they were bringing Rowan back to life. I feel like they were like, we need some, like, sciencey things to prove that, like, we're bringing her back to life. Mm-hmm. Like, what, is it, what does everybody know about medical stuff? I know your temperature is supposed to be ninety eight point six. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put that in the movie. <laughs> we can we can have her, we can show that her temperature is going back up to normal. <laughs> it's like a cold. <laughs> she just had a cold. It's she fine. just had a cold. <laughs> she had a cold. <laughs> oh. No one's gonna find this funny. No, you have to watch the movie twice and feel the pain before you can laugh at it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then the, yeah, the girl flies the shuttle into the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And then that's when a robot comes and calls him Slappy. And yeah. They fight. So happy. And she shoots all of his body parts off. Yeah. He basically has, like, what, half of his, not even half He's basically, like, a, a torso. Yeah. With, like, an arm, I think. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're saved because the ship comes and finds their distress beacon. But then the door won't open. Typical space doors never opening when you want them to. Right. I'm not going to lie. I kind of zoned out at this point. That's fine. I just stopped caring so much. I remember the scene when he was at the beach. At the beach? He was at the camp. Camp, It was like a holographic camp. Right. When he was at the camp. Yeah, so let's just fast forward through all this because a lot happens and none of it means anything. Nope. Um, so the the fancy pants ants, they show up, heal Jason. Jason is basically unkillable now. Right, again. Again. But this time more unkillable. He because he has super ants. Because he has super ants. He has like 
metal limbs. Because he got upgraded just like the robot. Yeah. Right. He, But his is like a super upgrade. Yes. Which, not going to lie, when I was a kid and I was at the Halloween store, I always saw the mask for this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's the best Jason. <laughs> no. You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it, is the, it is no. <laughs> he kind of looks like Bane. Yeah. It was kind of like a discount Bane. Mm-hmm. Like a sci-fi channel Bane. Yeah. Which yeah. still looked better than the version of Bane from Gotham. <laughs> um, Jason's coming after them. Um, oh, yeah, a bomb goes off and they have to get in the thingy and one of the girls gets sucked out through the ship. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Oh, and at one point he's like outside of the ship and he punches his way back in. Mm-hmm. And in the process, the girl gets sucked out. Mm-hmm. But then he's locked in the room right? because they closed the door. But then when he punches the door down, the air does not get sucked back out of the ship, even though in the background you can (laughs) see the hole in the side of the ship. Right. There's no more. Apparently the vacuum of space decided to take a day off. Yeah. It was like, oh, we we work for him. Yeah. Uh, So the robot building guy, he builds this, he like has this hologram Mm -hmm. and it's like, these two campers, these two slutty campers, girls. I don't know why it was two girls. Probably because the director is a pervert. But mm-hmm. uh, it's supposed to distract Jason while they can get away. And it did. And it did. And actually, I feel like I should pull up that line too because it was just very choppy. Yeah. Whenever. Yeah. He he's at the campground. Yeah. Okay. The, the first girl goes, "Hey, do you want a beer?" And the other girl's like, or do you want to ha- smoke some pot? <laughs> and the other girl goes, or we can have premarital sex. <laughs> we love premarital sex. <laughs> Why call it premarital right. sex? Why not just sex? Yeah, that's just a very awkward thing to do. But Jason beats that. He doesn't have time for it. <laughs> and in probably the funniest point in the entire movie, he grabs one of the girls in her sleeping bag and begins to beat the other girl in her <laughs> sleeping bag. <laughs> My favorite part of the movie. Oh, yeah. And then, oh, yeah, at some point the sergeant comes back and you find out that he didn't really die, which was kind of... I wondered why he wasn't back. <laughs> I was so confused. Oh, well, like at, they're like going to the shuttle to get off uh-huh. and they come across him. And the girl and Rowan's like, oh, wait here. We'll come back for you. But then they go back to find him and he's gone. But then he like shows up to like fight Jason with them at some point. I remember that. Yeah. And then he goes outside of the ship to fix the broken door. Yeah. Because it has to be that in a crazy design flaw of the ship. (laughs) He has to go outside to fix the inside door. Right. And then he and Jason fist fight, which I wrote down probably sounded a lot cooler than it looks because yep. as they're like walking towards each other, the door shut. And then the ship blows up. And who's coming after the, the shuttle that they're on? Jason. Jason. <laughs> Flying right towards the <laughs> shuttle. <laughs> and then who comes out to stop him? The robot. The sergeant. Oh. Well, at this point, <laughs> at this point, the robot was just a head. She got her head knocked off. and Okay. Yeah. Mm. And the movie ends with the sergeant riding Jason through the atmosphere of Earth 2. They both burn up in a blaze of glory. Doesn't burn up. Well, 
then you see Jason's mask floating to the bottom of a new lake. And he will be reborn. Except not, because I'm pretty sure this movie killed the franchise. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the end. Yeah. And you just kind of wanted that hour and a half back of your life. I think this movie was two hours. It was like an hour 40, I think. Hour 31. Okay. Solid hour 31. And not that much happened. No. No. Just lots of people dying. So, like, if that's your thing, if you're like, oh, you know what? I just want to watch some horny teenagers get stabbed. Well, he doesn't really do a whole lot of stabbing. Not a lot of stabbing. Not a lot of creative killing. No. There's nothing unique about it except for the drill. So, if you just want to watch people die in ununique ways. Or if you just feel like you need to watch a sci-fi channel movie. I think you can find this. something better, but okay. Yeah. If it's your cup of tea, good for you. Yeah. So a couple fun facts about this movie. The Freddy vs. Jason movie was stuck in development hell for who knows how long. The movie Jason Goes to Hell was meant to set up Freddy vs. Jason. But because they were struggling to make Freddy vs. Jason, they said, you know what, let's make another Jason movie and let's put it in space because that will keep people interested in Jason. Yeah, I mean, this was 2001. Yeah. It was Space was cool. Space was so cool in 2001. Right. The movie, not the actual 2001. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think fans were, were grateful that this came before Fre- Freddy vs. Jason because... Why you don't you don't want to end on a sad note? Even though I think a lot of people don't like Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, I don't have any desire to watch it after this movie. Well, when we do our Halloween bingeathon, oh gosh, we're gonna have to watch it. Also, fun fact: this was the first film in the series to rely on CGI for gore effects. Oh, and it shows. <laughs> That's crazy. It was like someone said. If we can use CGI, do it. (laughs) Don't even ask. Just do it. I think the most elaborate set piece in the entire movie was during the title sequence. There's like a some kind of weird demon tree looking thing. I don't know. Mm. I think it's supposed to look like hell at first to like transition from Jason goes to hell. I don't know. You're right. You're right. I don't know. You couldn't be right. Yeah. And uh, that's a lot of CGI in there. So much CGI. Yeah. It was an unbearable amount of CGI. Like, I felt like I needed to wash my eyes out with soap. That was how much CGI in it. Yeah? All what right. other interesting facts do you have for me? I, you know what? This movie <laughs> was so, like, I, like, I read, like, the they basically, like, the director had people audition for it uh-huh. in, like, using the script for it. But then because the script got rewritten so many times, like, he couldn't use any of the audition footage because, (laughs) like, because people were auditioning for scenes and acting for things that didn't get put into the movie. Mm. Uh, They were going to give Rowan a male love interest. Why? I don't know. It's something else I want to point out is they set her up to be the main character. But really all she does is just scream about how Jason needs to be killed. And somehow she seems to know a lot about how future things work without having been in the future longer than, like, an hour. Yeah. she's Maybe she was from the future, and that's why she didn't freak out. 
Probably. Obviously, there's some time travel going on. Maybe she was sent back in time. To stop Jason. And then she failed. And that's how they captured him yeah. in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. More interesting movie than this movie. <laughs> exactly. All right. What do you want to do next? Do you want to do remaking this movie or do you want to know where are they now? Let's. Oh, gosh. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tell me where they are now. Okay. It's going to be sad. I'm going to turn this into a game for you. Okay. Okay. All right. Out of all the characters Mm -hmm. in the movie, who do you think had the most successful career? Oh, man. You know who I want to have the most successful career? Who? KM. Really? Yeah. Or, Or the pirate. It was kind of a tie, but I went with KM. So I didn't really do – I didn't look everybody up because there's a, this movie there introduces so, so many, many people. people. I don't even know half their names. No. Um, they were nameless. Starting with – well, let me just say this. Apart from the four people that I'm about to mention, mm-hmm. almost everybody else was in a sci-fi channel show. Yeah, like, that sounds about right. exclusively that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Probably in fourth place, Lisa Ryder, who played KM14, was in uh, The Strain. Only a couple episodes. That was the FX show about vampires from Guillermo del Toro. Okay, okay. Um, then let's say Jonathan Potts, who played Dr. Lowe. Okay, he okay. In... He he did a lot of... Okay, he went to... Are you guessing? Yeah. Hallmark movies. That sounds very fitting for his character, but not. I, I don't oh. really know what he did, but the Darn most it. notable thing he was in recently was the Amazon uh, Jack Ryan TV show. Mm. But he was only in one episode. Yeah, that sounds about right. Then we have Lexa Duig. Duig? She played Rowan. Okay, she she was in more sci-fi movies. Close. She was in the reboot of the show V that only aired for like five episodes. Okay. She was in a couple episodes of the, I think it, the show was on Sci-Fi uh, Continuum. Okay. About time travel, and she also played Talia Al Ghul on the Arrow TV show. Oh, okay. So the character that had the most successful career. All right, let me guess. Let me guess. I'm gonna go with uh, uh, the Bar Girl. You know. The, the girl with the bars. Oh, no, 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 no. She okay. was definitely in lots of sci-fi stuff. W- one more guess. Chandler. No. Uh, I don't know. Also that. lots of sci-fi show. It was the Sergeant Brodsky. Okay, okay. Uh, he was played by Peter Mensa, and he was in 300. Okay. Avatar. Oh, I, I think I remember him from Avatar. I think he was one of the blue people, so I don't know how you would remember him. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't remember that movie, but I feel like I remember him being a blue person. Uh, he was also in several episodes of the Sleepy Hollow TV show and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, good for him. Yeah, and I remember him in 300. Good for him. He deserves it. Yeah. He, he, that's a symbol of like a hardworking yeah, individual. Yeah, he came from this, so. You know, if you can come from, if you can survive Jason X... You can survive anything. That's right. <laughs> that should have been the tagline of this movie. <laughs> if you can sit through this movie. All right. All right. If you were remaking this movie, Caitlin, how would you do it? Who would you cast in this movie? Okay. How so, would you change the story? Tell us everything. All right. 
First of all, I think you need a stronger Jason. So I'm going to go with... <laughs> I don't know if this movie's going to be better. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Why would you cast a, a named actor as, like, <laughs> the killer? <laughs> Surprise! He takes off his mask and he's Tom Hardy. <laughs> that would be crazy. He already has experience acting with his eyes in several roles. <laughs> yeah. Can he act with one eye? <laughs> yes. That's the question. <laughs> and he doesn't have to talk in this movie either. So you Which don't have to listen to that. Exactly. Him. So perfect movie for Tom Hardy. Okay. All right. So so Tom Hardy and then Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Rowan. Okay. You didn't want to pick Olivia Munn because I felt like that was the most obvious option. <laughs> yeah, she did look like Olivia Munn. I don't know why it did. Whatever. And then Professor Lowe, Toby McGuire. I thought it would be funnier if, okay, it depends on what direction you want to go with this. Like, I was are you thinking trying to make creepy. Like, like a creepy? Yeah. Okay. Like a, I don't think you can make this movie creepy. So No, like creepy as in perverted. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I chose Toby. He has yeah, got like, like a that. Spider-Man 3, Toby mm, McGuire. Yeah, little little creepy face. What about Martin Short? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a whole different movie. I don't really like Martin Short. No. But it would be a different movie. It would be. I only cast one more person. Okay. Which was KM, and I did Christina Hendricks. Yeah, okay. Okay, so listen, you got an all-star cast right here. Okay, definitely okay. what I would describe as all-star. <laughs> yes, you got like Oscar-nominated people in yeah, this movie. one of them. <laughs> Christina Hendricks wasn't nominated? She should. She deserves an Oscar. She's yeah, yeah. good. She's very good. Okay, we should have John Hamm as the the black guy, the sergeant guy. Yeah, I can see okay. John Hamm doing well, that. Also John Hamm there because I like him and why not? Yeah. Okay. So, all-star cast, okay? And now this movie is about them finding the magic ants. That's the whole movie is they go on a journey <laughs> to find the magic ants. Where do they go to find these magic ants? They the space. <laughs> <laughs> The space. They just go to space. Yeah. And then they're like. Is like, is this like a, like, are they on an adventure? Like, is Jason with them? Okay. (laughs) Stop your fucking flaw from my movie. (laughs) Listen. Okay. So Jason, no, I mean, they're in space and they're like on a space exploration and they go to this, this planet. No, they're not looking for magic ants. They just happen upon them. Okay. Okay. So they go to this planet it's Jason X's planet. He owns the planet. No, it's where he's from, where he was born, where he oh, okay. was created. It's his home planet. Okay, so we're going to retcon the entire Friday the 13th series right. and turn Jason into Cause like, an alien. Turns out, turns out, we find out that Jason X is a time-traveling alien that we find this out in Jason X Turns out they have little Jasons running around their planet. They send it to Earth. And that's how Earth. he's regenerating. They, yeah, they send him to Earth. And then he's just like, and he just rules the world that's how of he this never planet. Dies. Yeah. So okay. they, they go here and then they find these magic ants 
that Jason has hostage. And they're like, if we take these magic ants, we'll have the power to do whatever we want. And Jason can never regenerate. Boom. I don't really know <laughs> what that movie is, but it also sounds more interesting <laughs> than this movie was. Listen, I don't know. It kind of fell apart, but uh, that's what I would do with it. Well, that's more than I came up with because I thought that this movie is irredeemable. You can't remake this. You can't. You just got to get creative enough. <laughs> I think when they made this movie, they were like, how can we have Jason in space? I don't think it can be done. Well, yeah, you just got to be creative <laughs> enough. <laughs> you satisfied with that answer? I just would like to see my movie made. Give okay. it a chance. Okay. Well, let's write a letter to Sci-Fi Channel. Okay. They can probably make it. All right. Let's Just don't do expect it. it to be good. I would expect nothing less. Okay. Might have to make let's some sacrifices. Probably can't cast Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <we> <laughs> or John Hamm. If we don't have Tom Hardy, this whole thing falls apart. <laughs> My whole movie is based on having Tom Hardy. That, that would carry the movie. How good of a reveal would that be? They take off his mask at the end after they kill him. <gasps> it's Tom Hardy. <laughs> And they do like a Scooby-Doo, like, Tom Hardy. <laughs> exactly. He's like, and I would have gotten away. <laughs> if it wasn't for your rascally teenagers having sex. Uh, <laughs> all right. Caitlin, what is our next movie? I have no idea. Actually, I literally I just told you like I an do. hour ago. I lied. I do. Should I say it? Yeah, that's the point, so oh. people can get ready for the next one. <laughs> okay, we're transitioning from Jason X to Ghost of Girlfriends Past, starring Tom Hardy. Just kidding. It's starring Matthew McConaughey and Jennifer Garner. And let me tell you. And apparently Emma Stone. I didn't know that she was in here. I watched this and movie in my youth, and it was not great. So I'm looking forward to getting back into this. Yeah, because not all, you don't have to just focus on like cheesy horror movies. Right. Or cheesy sci-fi horror comedies right. for bad movies. We got some rom-coms out there. Yeah. So let's talk about those. And I think this movie, I don't really remember it. I remember watching it, but I really just don't remember it. If I had to guess what this movie is going to be about, I think it's going to turn into a horror movie where, like, he's killing all of his ex-girlfriends and, like, he keeps them all in this house and they just, like, haunt his house. Yeah, that's probably a good, solid guess. Yeah, so, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that is going to be the end of our show. Please head over to ajourneyintofilm.com and check it out. Please click on the show link and like the affiliate link. You can watch Jason X on Netflix or you can own it through Amazon because who wouldn't? If um, you own Jason X, you should comment on our Facebook page and just like explain why you own it. That's a great that's a great thing for them to do, Caitlin. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So head on over to Facebook, A Journey Into Film, and hit that like button. We have a brand new logo, which is so awesome. Shout out to Brielle. Yeah. And uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, at Journey Into Film. Also hit subscribe on iTunes. Yes, please.